welcome to another episode of our series of podcasts on infant baptism. This is episode number four, Covenant Kids. That sounds like a great title, honestly. I'm into that. I'm Pastor Stuart Amadon with Christ Church Opelousas, and with me as always is Pastor Brandon Neely, lead pastor of all of Christ Church. And here we are on the thresholds, on the precipice of something fantastic. Amen. Last episode, we talked all about how, yes, our children are indeed included in the covenant. That's an incredibly important piece that we cannot miss. This episode, we're going to start to flesh that out a little bit more. Right, right. Pastor Brandon? That's right. We're going to be talking about covenant kids. In particular, this episode, we're going to talk about the difference between covenant kids and the kids of unbelievers. Ooh, okay. There is a status difference. Mm. Everyone is saved by grace through faith. It sounds elitist and offended. Well, it is it is a special blessing that's only for those who are in the covenant. Amen. It is a huge blessing to be born into a Christian family. Oh, say it again. Amen. We have a status. Amen. Heirs of an heir. Heirs Amen. of an heir. Offspring Amen. of Abraham. Get it done. Amen. But do not be arrogant towards those who are broken off. Mm, okay. You know what he says in Hebrews. He yeah. says, do not be arrogant because if he broke off the uh, the natural branches, branches, he could most certainly break off the wild branches. Mm, be careful. Watch out. So yes, you're a covenant kid, but you have to have faith. You have to believe the promises. The promises are yours. Now reach out and grab them. Embrace them. Parents, reach out and grab them. Embrace those promises for your children. Raise them up in faith. Spank them in faith. Teach them in faith. Get them baptized in faith. Mm. Claim those promises. Amen. That's Amen. what it's all about. We have 10, 10 differences between pagan kids and covenant kids. This feels very Letterman-ish to me right now. Top, top 10. A top 10. Top Not 10 a, differences between 10 pagans. differences. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get my, uh, my count wrong. <laughs> First all right, of all, covenant kids can praise the Lord. Amen. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. Mm. You see, the Pharisees told Jesus to shush up the little kids. Mm. Hosanna, Hosanna, the son of David comes. Mm. And what did he say to them? Out of the mouth of babes mm. has God perfected praise. Mm. Amen. John the Baptist rejoiced, leaped in the womb mm. when Mary and Jesus came by. Mm. He was already filled with the Spirit of God from the womb. Ooh. Watch out now. Covenant kids have some serious blessings. Amen. Now, of course, we don't know when anyone is regenerated. Right. We have one example of someone being regenerated in the womb. Mm. Um, David said, you were my God when I was in the womb, mm. and he very well may have just meant that covenantally. Right. We don't know when someone is regenerated. Right. And we know that only the elect are regenerated. Right. But we know that covenant kids, right, they they have God's promises on them. Amen. And we see here that they can, it is potentially possible for them to praise the Lord. Amen. Let them sing in church. Mm. Let them shout. Let them praise the Lord. Amen. That's their right. Mm-hmm. right. What a blessing. Another blessing that they have is that they are said to be holy. Ooh. Now, you see, you got to understand this word. This is number two. This is number two. Number two. Okay, got it. Number two. Thanks for helping us number them. I got it. I'm here to help. They're said to be holy. Paul tells um, a wife to stay married to an unbelieving husband because she sets apart the children or sanctifies the children. It is through her that the children are made holy and, point number three, clean. Mm. Now, holy means that they are set apart. They're sanctified. Mm -hmm. They are saints, and they have access to the sanctuary, which is why we teach them to pray and access the sanctuary. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are a born-again Christian yet Mm -hmm. or that they're elect. It means that they are of a special status, Mm -hmm. holy, Mm -hmm. agios, Mm -hmm. the same word used to describe Christians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're also clean. 
Now, this is strange for us, but Israelites would have understand the metaphor. They have access to the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. They're not unclean. They're not common. Mm -hmm. They're not pagans. They're not outsiders. Right. They have the covenant promises. Right. See, if you understand your categories, you know what those words mean. Right. And he tells the wife to stay married because the children will then be holy and clean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Amen. Third blessing Number three. that covenant kids have. Number three. They are clean. I already did that one. <laughs> Number four. Number four. Number four. Here we go. They are heirs of the Abrahamic covenant. Galatians chapter four, verse one. Okay. Okay. When an heir is a child, he has uh, he is an owner of everything. He has that status, even though he is directed by um, guides and and managers like a slave would be. Mm -hmm. But he's a member of the household. He's an heir of everything. One day he'll grow up and at the appointed time receive his inheritance. But covenant kids are heirs of the promises of Abraham. Amen. Number five. Number five. Here we go. Number five. Covenant kids have guardians and stewards and managers. God puts them into a family, and he places parents over them. What a blessing, right? Amen. What a and, blessing. and parents have been given this stewardship to raise that child in the name of the Lord, to discipline them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, mm -hmm. and to say, as did Joshua, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's why we believe in Christian education. Heck yeah. Number seven? Well, we just did five, so this would be six. This is six. Okay, I, I knew I knew I needed help with that. Only covenant kids can hear this. For such is for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Luke chapter eighteen, verse fifteen. Mark ten sixteen. Matthew nineteen fourteen. In the Luke passage, the word for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is referring to infants. Mm. You see, the disciples wanted mm -hmm. to hold the little children back. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, no, bring the little children to me. Let them come. Let them come. Right. Some okay. of them couldn't come of their own volition. The parents had to, to bring them up there. Right. And he touched them. Uh-oh. And he blessed them. Mm. See, so setting them apart. Right. I see it. There's, this is significant here. Right. And then he says, for of such mm -hmm. is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Mm -hmm. The promises are for them. Mm-hmm. You see, we have to understand this. It doesn't necessarily mean that every single individual is elect. Right. It means the covenant promises are for them. The promise to Abraham, the promise to the house of Judah, the house of Israel, mm -hmm. the promise to the offspring, the promise has always been to the children. Amen. So let them come. Don't Amen. hold them back. Don't hold them back. This is why when a little child reaches a, a, the age to be able to discern the body and blood of the Lord, mm -hmm. and I, that is when he might begin to ask to participate in that that covenantal meal mm -hmm. with the rest of the saints, don't hold him back. Right. You know what I mean? Of course, this is implying that he's already received the sign of the covenant. Right. He's, he is um, a recipient of those promises, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when he reaches out for that sign, it's as though if he has faith, he's reaching out and embracing those promises for himself and drinking them and eating them into himself so that he might live. Amen. You see, that's what a beautiful picture. Absolutely. He's washed. Mm-hmm. In baptism, mm -hmm. so he has sanctuary access. Mm -hmm. The old man has been buried, raised again in Christ. He now has sanctuary access, right. and in the sanctuary at the table, he reaches and he and he takes Christ to himself. Mm. See, those are the two signs of the covenant. Right, Amen. One is what passive, and and one is active. Right, right. It's beautiful. What a picture. Number seven. Number seven. This is in Matthew chapter eighteen. It says, see that you do not despise one of these little ones, mm -hmm. for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Mm. 
It seems as though each little covenant kid has an angel assigned to them. Oh, snap. Sure sounds like that. It does sound like that. What a blessing. Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm into that. Angels protect. Mm. Man, I like that. That's cool. That's very cool. Number nine. I cannot keep the number straight. <laughs> this is, you're doing eight right now. Number eight. Number you eight. sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I promise. <laughs> I, I'm working on... This okay. is my one job right here is to make sure... No, the but I think the are notes straight. are totally wrong. The notes are wrong, but okay. this is... This is, <laughs> this is number eight. Well, here it is. Here's it's the, in Isaiah 44. All right, here we go. Verse 3b. All right, let's do it. I will pour out my spirit on your descendants. Mm-hmm. That's your covenant kids. Right. And my blessing on your offspring... Mm-hmm. Covenant kids, mm-hmm. they will sprout among the grass like willows by flowing streams. One will say, "I belong to the Lord." Oh, that gives me the chills. Mm-hmm. You see, that's your little kid right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The promise is theirs. Right, God pours out His Spirit on the children. That's the promise that He gives us. Not everyone reaches out and receives that promise. You got to right. believe it. Right. You're saved through faith. Mm-hmm. But that's the promise that's given to them. Right. You got to tell your kids that the Lord loves you. The Lord wants you. Believe, believe on Him. Mm-hmm. He has promises for you. And then we see right here a child reaching out in faith and taking those promises. I belong to the Lord, the little child says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another one will call himself by the name of Jacob. And still another one will write on his hand, the Lord's mm-hmm. possessive, mm-hmm. the mark of the Lamb on his hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And will take the name of Israel. Amen. Oh, man. That's good. Cool. Stuff. That's. that's... <laughs> Man, that's some good news right there. That brings my Cajun out. That's some good news. My Baton Rouge Cajun. Baton Rouge, Shreveport-esque, you know, whatever, however you want to put it. Number nine. Number nine. Benefits of Covenant Kids. It's from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, and this passage, I tell you what, listen to this, Jesus will feed his flock like a shepherd. Mm. He will gather the lambs. Which are little sheep, little baby, little baby sheep, little cute little baby sheep. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom. And if you needed any more detail, and gently lead those who are with young. There it is. <laughs> He's a shepherd. He's got a flock. Right. And right. the promise is to the whole household, mm. to the family, to the husband, the wife, and the little children. Amen. The church is a flock, and God isn't just interested in the rams and the ewes. He's interested in the little lambs, Mm -hmm. and he promises to protect them and carry them, and he says, if you offend one of them, Mm -hmm. it'd be better for you for a millstone to be tied around your neck and be thrown into the bottom of the sea. Dang. And number 10. Number 10. Here we go. Whoever receives one of these little children, or whoever receives one of these little ones, or also translated, whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Boom. Boom. Let's receive our children. Amen. Let's give them the covenant. Amen. Let's not hold them back. When we baptize our children, it's going to be culturally difficult. Mm. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I mean. You ever baptized a baby before? Nope. <laughs> For the record, I have not. I taught my kids to swim uh, <laughs> quite a few years back. I was teaching my kids to swim, and I was teaching uh, my littlest one to float on her back. And someone thought I was—that was a picture on Facebook. They said they thought I was baptizing her. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, I haven't baptized a baby. 
yet. It'll feel it'll feel different. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be clunky. It's gonna be like I don't know how to do. But this. you grew up Methodist, didn't you? So yeah, we sprinkled everybody, but they were, we were also super weird. Like country church in the middle of nowhere had like a a preacher who was more charismatic than anything else. It well, was, oh man, I've been Assembly of God, Presbyterian, Bible Church, Independent Baptist, Fundamental, King James only, pre-trib, pre-mill, dispensational, <laughs> on the frontage road. I've been it all. <laughs> but you haven't baptized a baby yet. But I haven't baptized a baby. Well, it's nope. the first time for everything. I've seen it done. <laughs> and when you saw it done, in the back of your mind, were you like, this might be right. This might be it. Or were you still in the phase of like, man, I can't believe these people do this? <laughs> Honestly, since this podcast is about being honest and vulnerable, yeah, I think I was scared to look into it. <laughs> okay, okay, you were more like uh, milk toast. <laughs> Call me Mister Milk Toast. I don't know about this. Shame on me. I don't want to know what this is. <laughs> yeah, because I just, I just, I saw it as, as something that would just be, you know divisive or difficult mm. and um yeah i see it. and and so i needed to be fully and utterly persuaded and um so i just i didn't quite see it i didn't i wasn't quite convinced yeah you know but um but after studying through the book of hebrews through the book of romans through the book of philippians through the book of colossians after cramming the new testament all in like one year big massive study <laughs> Um, it's, it's like the lights just came on, you know, um, it's, it's not unlike when I was convinced of uh, God's sovereignty and salvation. It's like a light came on and pieces begin to fall, fall into place. Right. And, uh, it's now I embrace it and I see it as a, a wonderful aspect of the gospel, a beautiful good news promise. Yeah. We got to receive the little kids. Um, and when we baptize our children, we're laying claim to those promises, those covenantal promises that God has for our households. Amen. That's Amen. it right there. Amen. Hope people can hear our heart. I hope they don't feel any sort of a pressure. We're not trying to cram it down anyone's throat. Oh well, this took time for all of us. Like, Amen. I've I don't pastor in twenty years, right? And I, I don't come necessarily with a lot of baggage. I've only been a Christian for eighteen, and so I think this is a little. It's a little easier for me to be like, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's just do it. That's right. I don't come with um like when the other day when we had Tim on the show. You know, he comes with uh, a lot of background, specifically in a Baptist denomination. Yeah. So this is gonna be this is gonna be trickier trickier for him to be able to go through. Yeah, it will be. Um, but we empathize with that with everyone. Nobody, yeah. not everyone. Nobody has to agree. Honestly, nobody has to agree. No. You know what we're trying to do is lay out the arguments so that you can see that those who want to give their children the sign of the covenant aren't crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then just, you know, listen to the arguments, be a Berean, study, read, think. Yeah, there's the the l- right. the 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 least important aspect of all of this is the sign of the covenant. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. The importance is the new covenant itself. Right. And our children in my opinion, and based on my studies, are in the new covenant. Right. It's that we haven't given them the sign of the new covenant. Right. But they're in the new covenant. And yeah. we already treat them that way, don't we? Of course. They're we in do. church. We teach them to sing, to pray. Right. I mean, all of those things. We do devotions with them. Yeah. All, we, that stuff. We, we, all of yeah. those things. Um, but we haven't given them the sign of the covenant. So I think the last thing in the world you want to do is fight over um, you know, the sign. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and if you have the covenant There's right with everyone, <laughs> then that needs to be unity, right? Right. That's absolutely right. 
And stay so, off of the Reform Pub on Facebook. That's not going to help you. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's a dark hole. Don't go down. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode in our series of podcasts on infant baptism. Um, if you're looking for more resources on this or any subject, you can find all of our podcasts over at sermonaudio.com. Search keyword, We Are Christ Church. Uh, you can also find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of those places like that. And you can also go to our website at wearechristchurch.com for more resources there as well. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see y'all next time.